From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. Welcome into another edition of the SIC PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com. Your uh, top stop for everything 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conference at Boise Metro Area. Brandon Bainey with Wayne DeZubak. Wayne, how are you? I'm doing great. I can't believe we're getting closer. I mean, football really starts this week. I mean, you know, I don't get going until next week, but this week it all starts. So I'm pretty excited about it. I, it's hard to believe the summer's almost gone and we're moving into fall. But, uh, you know, the weather over here in uh, southwest Idaho just kind of took a turn for the better. It cooled off overnight. The smoke is kind of blowing out quite a bit. So I'm excited about it. it it's football weather. Okay. All right. Cause I, I know it was really bad just even a couple yeah. of days ago. So yeah, it was horrible, but, uh, it's moved in there. It's only like 79 degrees as we speak. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's all good and well. Do you want to go over a review from last week? Does anybody really remember who our contenders were? <laughs> yeah, let's set it up. So yeah. So last week, uh, we kind of dove into, uh, four teams from each of the SIC conferences, 5A and 4A, four teams that Wayne kind of identified as the uh, the lead dogs, if you will, in this race, the four contenders that he thought would do the best. So let's, let's yeah, let's recap that. Uh, 5A SIC, who were the four teams you picked? Oh, give me a break. You, if you don't know the first one, then you've <laughs> not been watching any high school football at all. Rocky Mountain, of course. And then we have Mountain View, Meridian, and Eagle. And, you know, really, Rocky is one of those teams. They lost a lot of players, not only to graduation, but they lost some to Hawaii. And, you know, and when you talk to Chris Kulig, the head coach of Rocky Mountain, he says, I didn't really lose any starters to Hawaii, but I lost some depth. So, you know, you've got that going for you. So I don't know that, you know, you know, I'm going to cry me a river yet for Rocky Mountain, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be good. Mountain View, I think, they've really been excited about their summer workouts. So, you know, I know they're going to be good. And remember last year, Rocky and uh, got off to a great start by beating Mountain View and Mountain View went off 0-3. Uh, that's what Mountain View doesn't want to do this year. So they got to avoid that. And Meridian, uh, a little bit of a question mark. It'll be interesting to see what they can do. And Eagle obviously has a lot of holes to fill, you know, especially at quarterback where Ben Ford has taken off and they can ill afford. I mean, I don't think you replace Ben Ford. You just got to figure out, how to make it work without him. Yeah. The offense will kind of shift from being focused on his abilities now to more of like yeah. Ethan Makita, who will be a slot receiver and a running back. They'll kind of play him all over. Absolutely. And then our four contenders in the four a obviously were Bishop Kelly, Middleton, Emmett and Valley view. And I think those are four really top contenders right there. BK always in the hunt. You know, Emmett had a great year last year, but they lost some key talent, but they do have their quarterback coming back. Uh, Middleton, Again, to me, a little bit of a question mark. What can they do? They open up against Minico. Uh, so it'll be interesting. That'll be a good non-conference game for them to get under their belt. And Valley View is always good. The problem with Valley View is that they depend on running. They run, run, and run some more. And if they can fill those, you know, if they can put the talent that they need to make it a great running team, then they'll be good. They'll be right there. Yeah, those teams that are so run dependent, it's – you have to start well, right? You can't yeah. you can't get into a hole early in the game. No, not at all. So what that did is we decided, okay, those are the contenders. Those are the people that we think are like going to be there. They were there last year. They're going to be back again this year. And this week we wanted to kind of concentrate on our dark horses, people. And it's really interesting because 
in 5A, I've got a really good dark horse that I really almost put into the contender category. And I that would I, be yeah. Fred. No, I was gonna say, I, I think we're I think we're on the same page here, and and uh, I I considered putting them as a contender as well, but that would be the Capital Eagles, and Capital was four and two last year. Everybody's got to go back to a year ago, Brandon. Remember that Boise School District held off because of COVID, did not play, did not play. Everybody else was playing, so some teams in the uh, you know, West Ada District they had four games under their belts before really anybody else from the Boise School District played, and so they shuffled the lineup a little bit. They allowed teams like Capital to play Boise and Timberline, and and so they didn't have to play a team that already had four games under their belts. They could start with somebody that was just like them, starting from scratch. And Capital, you know, they went four and zero right off the shoot, boom. And then they lost to Rocky, and then that was it for the season. Season was done. They ended up playing Mountain View in the playoffs, and they lost to Mountain View in the quarterfinals, 21 to 14. So it was a tight game. And you got to remember that Max Clark, their quarterback last year, got hurt midway through that short season, had a broken collarbone. He was out. That really didn't help. Well, he's back, and not only is he back, but Capital won that. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl seven-on-seven tournament that they hold over here in southwest Idaho every year. And they do a great job with that. And it's a passing tournament, seven-on-seven. All they do is pass. And they won that thing because they got a guy named Cody Walk at tight end, you know, and, and you know, they got a, another receiver named Nate Cherry who's pretty good. So I'm really looking at capital. You know, I mean, really, you're talking about mm, where do you put them, you know? I, I, I think they're a dark horse Contender, contender. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah. Real quick, can I just can I just rant for a second here about the seven on seven tournaments and stuff? Absolutely, rant away. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, you brought it up. So all these, you know, all these college recruiters and and the summer camp circuit, everybody gets all jazzed up about these seven on seven competitions. It's not real football. Everybody looks good in seven on seven. There's no pass rush. There's nobody in your way show me real game film of a player. Show me how they do when there's actual guys in pads going at them. And then we'll find out whether a team is good or not. There, my rant. Yeah, I don't <laughs> No, no, you're good on that. I don't disagree with you on that, but you know, my feeling is if you win it, you're still winning, even if it's not really football. I mean, so it's better than losing. It's not really football. Right. So I really feel like what, what I'm saying is that Max Clark and the, the guys at Capitol did a great job. You know, Todd Simmons, as we talk about, one of the longtime coaches here in the Valley. Love Todd, 18 years, been here, he's a great guy, helps me out with everything. Uh, one of the super helpful coaches that are there. So, I mean, I think he's going to get her done again. You know, one of the things that Todd had to do last year because he has so many injuries and not a lot of depth was do something he doesn't like to do. He does not like to play players both ways. So if he's got a quarterback, that's where you're going to play. You're going to play quarterback. You're not going to play quarterback and linebacker. But he had to do that kind of thing. And he didn't like to do that. So he's going to have to do it again this year because he's lacking some depth for a lot of different reasons. But I still think they can be there. I really do. And when you look at their quarterfinal loss to Mountain View, who by that time had really gotten on a roll, it was only 21 to 14. Capitals right there all the time. Yep. And I, I think by proxy, just of the way the divisions are set up this year, I do think Capital will be a top four team 
when it's all said and done, because we talked about how they split up the divisions kind of based on talent level roughly. And so in one division, you have three of our four contenders that we outlined, Wayne, Rocky Mountain, Meridian, and Eagle are all in the same division. And then in the other division, mm-hmm. you have Mountain View and Capital. And I so I think Capital has a really good chance to finish second or or even first. They could they could knock off Mountain View. But either way, I think Capital will be a quote unquote top four team just by the way the divisions are set up. Well, that river division also has a new float on, on, the, on, the, on the horizon, and that is my next dark horse, and that's Owyhee, the storm. And here's the deal about the storm by Sherman Blazer. I don't know that much about them. I really don't. I know they have a quarterback, Jack Payne, that came over from Boise High, and Jack is not only a great basketball player and highly recruited, but Jack is also a good football player. So when you got a quarterback like that, that gives you a good start. The rest of Hawaii, I don't know. It's always a question mark, but I know they got some guys. When you're pulling from Rocky Mountain, let's say, now you didn't pull any starters, as I mentioned, from the Grizzlies. But when you pull that kind of talent, hmm, that tells me that that's where the flow of the building in, in this valley is. That's where people are moving. That's where you got all these new people coming in from all over the place. That's where you're going to get the young kids again. I mean, that's what hurt Bora for a while. For a while, everybody built around that Bora area, and then everybody started moving west and getting out of there. And so they got they they were hurting for talent. And so Hawaii's right smack dab in the middle of the building boom, and that means uh, baby boom as well and teenage boom. So they're going to have you know some kids that are going to really know how to play some football. Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? How how do the schools in Boise compete? Because like Boise High, Bora, Capital, they're all they're all like in the city proper. And then and then you talked about it. The area around Boise is growing. Yeah. And so it's all the Meridian schools that are really reaping the, the benefit of that right now. How do the Boise schools compete with that? Well, they're having a hard time. I mean, look at what happened. Jack Payne left Boise High. They had a good quarterback. You know, Mike Altieri took that over because Mike actually lives in the North End. And he so he just kind of stepped up. He had never coached on the high school level. He coached youth soccer. Not youth soccer, but he coached youth sports. And, um, and, and then he just stepped it up because in the North End, he had a lot of pride. That's where Boise High School is in Boise. And so he just kind of wanted to, to do that. So he's in his second year now, but then he loses his top quarterback. And when you lose like that, that's not like Rocky losing a quarterback. That really hurt Boise. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Now, they get a kid from Twin Falls. Can't think of his name right now, but he came up from Twin Falls. He's like 6'6", so he's a big kid. So they may, depending on how talented he is, be okay. But to your point, they can't. You know, Bora was decimated. Boise's decimated. Timberline, you know, was three and four last year. They used to be really, really good. I mean, you you, you got that uh, centennial is right in there on the cusp uh, of that building area. People used to live there. Now they're moving further west. It's tough. So right now, you're right. The Owyhees, the Rocky Mountains, the Mountain Views, Meridian is on that cusp. They're right there. and They're, they're actually getting better. But it's tough to keep up. Yeah, because but you know you can recruit. You can go around. I don't know exactly how it works or what they do, but that's why Jack left. We use that voice. He went over to you know Hawaii. You can do that, but boy, that's that's a tough go. And then that's how Bishop Kelly. Bishop Kelly, of course, picks from. That's why they're so good because they pick from the whole valley. Right, as as a private school, they can private school. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's back to Hawaii just real quick. It, it has been tight lipped there. I know you've yeah. uh, tried to reach out to coach Blazer a couple of times. That's the only preview we're missing for our uh, statewide football previews from the five ASIC. And th- the only reason we know that Jack Payne is at Hawaii is because he announced it on Twitter, right, right. on his social media. Otherwise I wouldn't know that. 
I don't think anybody else would either. So it, it is. They are. I, I think there's a lot of question marks around Hawaii and for good reason. I think they want to keep it that way. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, really, it's not a good way for us to, in the media. We want to know. But bottom line is, if you're Shermalazo, you're going to sit there and say, OK, guys, I'm not going to show you my hand right yet. You know, we're going to shuffle the deck, see what we come up with. And hopefully we come up with a flush. But for the most part, uh, we we've got a whole new deck of cards here and we're going to open them up first game and see how see how they shake out. Yeah. Uh, so are there, are there any other uh, dark horses you like besides the and capital? You know, get down to the pile. Timberline, Ian Smart. I like Ian Smart. You know, I mean. He, he was at CUNA for a while. He did a good job there, went to Timberline. I think Timberline is another one of those. They've got solid senior leadership this year. That is, in fact, this is a team that's been building. They played together as sophomores, juniors, and now they're going to play together as seniors. And what Ian Smart has told me is that I, I think it's time to see what we can do, you know, with the senior leadership, if they can. They've got three first-team All-Stater or All-SIC players and three second-team All-SIC players. So six players that were mentioned All-SIC, yet they were three and four. It, 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 it's tough. But now Ian's in his fifth year, Brandon, and I, I think he kind of knows what he has, and we'll see, you know, what happens. Taylor Markham at running back, pretty good running back. Uh, so that's one kid to watch. And then they got an offensive lineman in uh, Jamison Koshian, who is really good. So, and he plays defensive line too. So he's just a lineman. They just move him everywhere, wherever they need a stud, they put him in there. Yeah. Markham, uh, the running back officially committed to Montana state university to play football. So that gives you an idea, you know, how good he is. So, you know, what do you do? What do you do? I, I think they're right there. And then and then I just want to mention that somebody's going to have to get off the snide this year. They're not dark horses in my book right now, but Bora and Centennial. Those are two programs that have had great history. Centennial, super history. Bora, we know about that. It's almost, it's historic what they do way in the past. But combined, they were 0 and 11 last year. Something's got to give. They've been working really hard. I know JQ Quint Kenyon has really worked his team hard in the weight room. He likes that. Uh, he's got Brady talk back, stuff like that. But Bora was 0-5 last year. Not not typical Bora. It, it really isn't. And Matt Green in his second season was 0-6. And they opened up against Hawaii uh, on Friday the 27th. So it's going to be interesting to see Centennial, Hawaii. That'll be our first look at the storm against the Patriots. So I, I think those are interesting lineups. But my real dark horse is Capital. And then you've got Hawaii as an unknown. Okay, you can call it a dark horse, but right now they're just basically dark. You haven't heard anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. The lights are off and they're a not a horse. Here. Yeah. They're no horse. It's just dark. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sure. my five A. That's that's kind of how I see the five A shaping out. And that everybody and like I said, we did talk Boise High School in there. I don't know what to expect from Boise. I mean, oh. they've had a rough go the last few years. So, you know, but they're they're not beyond surprising some folks. Yeah, I mean Boise High actually was pretty decent last year. They beat yeah. Cora in the, mm-hmm. the match. But but the the problem with Boise High is is they're automatically relegated to last place because of the schedule they have put together. They they did it last year and they're going to do it this year where they're in that same division as Rocky Mountain and and schools like that and they're not playing Rocky Mountain. So they're not they're not playing the teams in their division that they're supposed to 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 try and build a little positive momentum and, right. and not have to play the big powerhouses and just get demolished right away, which is fine. But but with that then the deal is Boise okay, you're automatically going to take last place and you'll have a chance to win a spot to the playoffs if you win your 
playoff game. They they the last week of the regular season they do those SIC playoff games right. now. But but it's 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 tough when you're already dealt that hand. But so Boise I think could be good. But the the way they've set up their schedule, they're automatically going to be in last place. It's a catch twenty two. There's no question about it. You know you don't play the teams you need to play. And so you can't get there. You play the teams that, you know, maybe you can beat or have a chance to beat. And that kind of gives you a positive attitude. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, I think the whole culture has to change. And what's interesting about Boise, and I've never figured it out, their track and field team is fantastic. Their soccer team is fantastic. Their basketball team is really, really competitive. So what happened to football? And I think Mike Altieri can bring it back. I mean, he he's – you needed a guy that cared about the community. He cares about that North End Boise community. He'll take care of it, no question. Yeah, I think they've got the right guy for the job there yeah. for sure. So, so let's hit 4A. Yeah. And we talked BK, Middleton, Emmett, and Valley View. The nice thing about talking 4A is there are eight teams in the in, in, in the conference. So we can talk four more teams. That means we have talked about everybody. So we've got them there. My dark horse team is the Nampa Bulldogs. Okay, they were 6-3 and three last year. Uh Dan Holtry's in the sixth season. And I want to say this right off the get-go. What's going to be interesting about that is my Napa Dark Horse, okay, plays my capital Dark Horse in a 5A, 4A showdown next Thursday night, which I will be, and that's the 26th, which I will do an audio-only broadcast on IdahoSports.com. So we got my two Dark Horses going at it, and we'll see 5A versus 4A. Uh, it's not going to say a whole lot about, you know, what's going to happen when they do their own divisions. But I think it's kind of an interesting start to the season in that regard. OK, so look out for Nampa. I mean, they've got Peyton Gunner at quarterback. Uh, he's there. Remember, Nampa got to the playoffs last year. They lost to Skyline in the quarterfinals. So they're pretty good. They haven't won a state title since 1984. But guess what? The talk at Nampa is the Bulldogs. They're barking that they can maybe win it this year. They are. Yeah, I, I, we'll I see think they We'll see if they can growl. They're barking right now. We'll see if they end up growling at all. <laughs> yeah, and maybe taking down some people too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they surprised a lot of people last year, and that's the key. They're not going to surprise people this year because people are going to know Napa's going to come in there and that Napa's not going to be a cakewalk. They're going to be tough. Uh, they're going to make it happen, so we'll see. Well, and I will give Col- Coach Holtree credit. He is not a guy that's going to just stick to the game plan. If he, if he needs to mold how his team is playing. Perfect example, last year when camp started, Colton Siebel was at quarterback. Isaac mm-hmm. Plew was a returning all-conference wide receiver. And he looked and said, this isn't really working. I'm going to move you guys. Plew played quarterback for the first time. Siebel yep. was a big target receiver, and it worked out really well. It did. Now, Plew's gone, so now they got to go with this kid, Gunter. We'll see what he does. But again, they got a kid named Ryan Schuler at running back, all SIC. He's there. So they got some kids. They got some kids that can play. And they, they've got a pretty good defense. You know, they, they scramble all over the place. And that's what you know, Coach Holtry wants is just, you know, I mean, the best way to play defense is to, to watch your keys and then go like crazy. I mean, just be active on defense. If you run to the ball, you'll make something good happen. So if you can have 12 guys run to the ball, uh, well, actually 11 guys. If they have 12 guys, that'll be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why I said 12 guys. But, you know, so – that's the way you got to coach, though, is that 12, got 12 guys out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you could try and sneak them out there and see, but it's tough to do. 11 guys going after the ball. That would be fun. My, <laughs> yeah. my next dark horse, and, and this is kind of a, you know, you get down there because now we're, we're really kind of 
getting down here. The thing about this 4A is that you got the haves and you got the have-nots. But the next one that's making some ground to me is Columbia. Uh, Greg Asbury in his third season right here returns four all SIC players. Okay, they were two and five last year. So, you know, they were in games, all those five losses. They weren't all blowouts. They were they were in some games. And so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Depth will be a strength for Columbia. They're going to have they've got more players than they've had in a long time. So they're building that one up. And so, I, I mean, when Columbia first opened up a few years back, you know, uh, you know, they just basically, they were there. You mark them up. That was a win for somebody who came in there to play Columbia. They're not a win anymore. They're, they're one of those teams that you better watch out for. You better prepare for. Yeah. My, my first introduction to Columbia, my first year in Pocatello doing radio, they made the playoffs and came to play century in Holt arena in the opening round. And century was the big, bad team and, and Columbia upset them. That was when John Helmendaler was coaching them. He's at Wendell now, yep. but uh, but so I, I saw them right off the bat and I said, wow, this is a program that's pretty good. And then they've kind of taken a step back in, in a couple of years since then. But they did. And they like to run the football. And anytime you run, run, run and you don't have kind of a multi optional offense type thing in this day and age, it's it's tougher. It's like what we talked about Valley View. Valley View has always been successful with that kind of a, a option offense that they have. But they had the right guys to do it. Columbia, if they have the right guys, they run. But we'll see what Coach Asbury does if he kind of mixes it up a little bit, change, you know, make some changes, stuff like that. But I like Columbia as a really kind of a, a, a dark horse off into the distance, if you will. I mean, because really what you have left is Ridgeview and Caldwell. And that takes care of the whole conference. Right now, Ridgeview was two and six last year. Tom DeWitt's in his sixth season. Um, he felt the team underperformed in 2019. Uh, thought that they could do a whole lot better. You know, they had their senior quarterback as Cole McDonald. He was hurt a year ago in that short season. But the bottom line for Ridgeview is that it's it's got to be a team effort. They don't have a lot of individual standouts that are going to take you there. You know, they're going to be – they don't have playmakers that are going to make the difference. So they got to go with the team. And the last but not least, obviously, is, is Caldwell. Caldwell Cougars last year, they didn't play half their games or almost all their games because they had COVID issues. They had a lot of other problems. Uh, they had that uh, that abomination with uh, Ammon Bundy, that situation where he wouldn't wear a mask at Caldwell because of school rules. They stopped the game at halftime and forfeited. I mean, so it was a horrible year for Caldwell. And we'll see, you know, they didn't have enough players. They had a grade issue with grades not good enough to maintain. I, I don't want to get too deep into that. I just want to say, you know, I hope that Caldwell can bring it back and bring it back strong and bring it back hard because they need to. They need to have something positive happen there because last year was just a disaster. So I'm hoping for him, and, I, and, and we'll and we'll see. We'll be rooting for. Him. I, I always root for the underdog, as you know, and Caldwell right now is an underdog. So those are my dark horses. But I think the big thing that's coming up is I'm really looking forward to next week. You know. Uh, we start off with that Capital Nampa game that I get to do uh, from Donald Larson Park on Thursday night. And then Friday night of next week, the 27th, I've got Meridian against Mountain View at Mountain View. So I'm really looking forward to that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that uh, game I'm, next Friday will be real good. Yeah. yeah. And, and let's not forget, we talked about Rocky Mountain. Let's end on this one. Saturday night, Holt Arena, 630 kickoff. We're talking Highland Rams against the Rocky Mountain Grizzlies. It is Playoff time in August. A rematch of the quarterfinals from last year. Yeah. yeah. And Highland could have won that. I did that game on IdahoSports.com, and it was a cold night. 
I froze to death. I mean, it was one of those nights where it was just cold enough. It didn't snow, but the rain was there. We had a wet, it rained all day. And then it just was so damp. It was like, you just, okay, I'm done. You know, you're just like an icicle the whole game. And really Highland could have, should have, would have, could have won that game again. And so it's going to be interesting to see now that they've got Rocky Mountain in a controlled environment in Holt Arena. It'll be fun to see. I, uh, you you know a lot more. I mean, we, we've talked about Rocky at item, so let's not do that. But you tell me a little about Highland. They're pretty good right now, you think? Yeah, so Highland is actually very similar to Rocky Mountain. They lost their starting quarterback. They lost the focal point of their offense in Caleb Demuzio, who was a great running back. Oh, he Obviously, was great. Like Rocky last year, they ran the offense through Jordan Erickson, and so both teams are having to, to figure out how to replace that production. Um, I will say Highland has some offensive linemen returning that are going to be really solid dudes, Ian Allen and Kyler Williams, and that's going to really set the tone for what they hope is a more balanced offense. Uh, Jack Whitmer will be the new quarterback for Highland. He actually started the first two games last year before they made a switch. Um, and then I think defensively, Highland's got some guys. Uh, Mason Fulmer is a great linebacker. The matchup that's going to be must-see is going to be Rocky Mountain wide receiver C.J. Jacobson. He's a big 6'5". Tall guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the guy that's going to have to guard him from Highland is Adam Jones, a senior uh, All-State corner from last year. He actually started his career at Pocatello and transferred to Highland last year. And so that's going to be the matchup out on the edge. Who can win that matchup might determine who wins the game. Got a little one-on-one -on -one competition going out there, you know. Mano-a-mano. Yeah. -mano. It'll be kind of fun to see. But how about – I mean – how could you how could you ask for a better start to a season? We talked about it last week about in college football, it seems to be all the big games start the year off. And here in high school football, we've got a rematch of last year's playoff game, and we've got Highland and Rocky Mountain, two of the dominant, dominant programs in 5A high school football in the gem state. So it yeah, excuse the pun, it'll be a gem coming up Saturday night. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, well, next week we'll actually start talking about games that uh, you're going to be broadcasting. Wayne, friendly reminder, you can go to idahosports.com and see the uh, the broadcast schedule that we've got laid out for the entire season so far. We're still adding games here and there, but your schedule is pretty much set in place. You're going to be you're going to be a busy guy this year doing some audio broadcasts of those SIC schools. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, the 5A, you know, obviously contract situations and stuff like that. So now we can do audio for 5A and audio only. But you know what? It's free. It's there. It's like it reminds me of being back on a radio doing the radio again. So what's going to be fun about it, you're going to be able to keep pace with everything that's going on. And we are going to do Thursday, Friday games all the way through. It'll be a lot of fun. And I do have to I have to mess with you a little bit. You said a friendly <laughs> reminder. How would you do an unfriendly reminder? <laughs> an unfriendly reminder yeah, yeah yeah friendly reminder about the schedule yeah let's do it okay i'm gonna give you an unfriendly reminder. oh gotcha okay yeah 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 <laughs> go to the website now <laughs> yeah, yeah get on there now and be there don't give me any yeah i know i like it i'm just messing with you yeah just messing. no it's all good yeah Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this edition of the SIC PrepCast. Again, number of ways you can get the audio. You can go to our website, idahosports.com. There's a new uh, drop-down menu at the top of the homepage that has all of our PrepCasts. You just click on SIC PrepCast, and the player is right there on the webpage. You can download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, we're still having problems with Google. They messed something up on their end. So Google Podcasts, we're working with them to try and – yeah, they – they botched it big time, but yeah, um, Google it to find out what they did wrong. 
Right, exactly. So, and and then you can get the video as well um, at our YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. So, all right, Wayne, we are we are getting into it next week. the The season really takes off. It'll be fun. We'll be talking about that Highland and Rocky Mountain game. That'll be fun. A couple of other games that we'll talk about, you know, as well. And then a big week coming up because it all starts in earnest next week, as they say. So yeah. it also starts in the Treasure Valley and as well as in earnest. Yes. <laughs> in earnest, we trust. <laughs> for Wayne to zoom back. On that note, I think we're done. Yeah. For Wayne to zoom back, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in to the SIC Prepcast here on Idaho Sports.